Good morning. How's your Lent going? How is your prayer going? How about your fasting? And what was the third one? Prayer, fasting, and? Geo? Almsgiving. Very good. So these are the three elements of Lent. But this is all about repentance. So first we repent, we say to God, I'm sorry. And then we do prayer, fasting, and almsgiving for various reasons. Repentance, this word repentance means to turn around. So we're going this way. God is over here. He's calling us. And we're going this way. And then we make the decision, okay, I'll now repent. And now I'll go to God. So we repent and we go to God. Because God is a God of second chances. When we mess up, He says to us, come back to me. And we can decide at that moment whether we're going to keep going away or whether we're going to turn around and go to Him. We heard in the little verse before the Gospel, even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. So that's who God is. God is gracious and merciful and is always calling us to Himself. Now, we heard something interesting from Jesus Jesus said, because of the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And the story we heard in the first reading was about that, about Jonah going to the Ninevites and preaching to them, and then they repenting. But does anyone know what happened before that? Does anyone know the story of Jonah? I'll give you a yes. He didn't want to go to the Ninevites and tell the people that they were being wrong. That's very true. Very good. And then what happened? Yes. He got swallowed by the whale. Jonah and the whale. This is the famous story of Jonah and the whale. Let me tell you that story in case you haven't heard it before. So Jonah Jonah was a prophet. And a prophet is somebody who gives a message that comes from God. The prophet receives that message, and then he gives it to the people. Jonah was a prophet for Israel, the people of God. And he, he received this one message from God that was a little different from the others. God gave him a message not to give to the Israelites, but to the Ninevites, a different people out there. So he said, go out there and give them this message to repent, to stop doing what was wrong. And first, God, Jonah said, no, I will not go. And there were a couple of reasons for that. One, he was afraid that the Ninevites wouldn't receive his message and then would treat him cruelly. Can you imagine if there's a country out there who's doing really bad things, and we go to that country and we say, stop doing bad things. It's likely that they're going to do bad things to us. So that's fair. He was afraid of that. But there was something else that he was afraid of. He was actually afraid that they would, in fact, repent and that God would, in fact, forgive them. He kind of had this attitude of, well, what do you mean, God? I mean, I'm over here doing all the right things, and they're over there doing all the bad things, and you're going to forgive them? It's kind of like the older brother in the story of the prodigal son. You may have heard that story. The younger son goes away and comes back and gets forgiven. The older son is like, what? I was here the whole time, and now he gets the same treatment as I do? And so he didn't want this to happen. So Jonah was afraid that this might happen. Now, what is the virtue that counteracts fear? 
I'll give you a hint. It's your cardinal virtue right now. Yes, Trinity. Close. Yes. Say it again. Prudence. It's related. Yes. Industriousness is the daughter virtue this week. Very good. And what's the mother virtue of industriousness? Yes. Fortitude. Fortitude. Courage. So Jonah lacked courage. And he even lacked industriousness. We can say industriousness is to carry out our duties. He didn't want to do that. God told him to go do something. He said, no, I'm afraid and I have other plans. I have a better plan. So he, he lacked these two virtues. So instead of going to where he was supposed to go, to Nineveh, he went the opposite direction. He went to the ocean. So think of it like California. He lived in California and he was told to go to, go to Idaho. But he said, no, I'm going to go west. And he went into the ocean. He got on a ship and went into the ocean. Well, in that ship, there was a big storm and he was asleep. And the captain of the ship said, it must be your fault because we've been praying and nothing is happening and this storm is going to kill us. And Jonah says, that's true. It's probably my fault. But he still doesn't repent. He still doesn't turn around to go back to God. He says, well, just throw me overboard. Just get rid of me. And then the storm will cease. And they do that. They throw him overboard and the storm ceases. And it seems like he's the hero here, right? He's offered himself. But no, he's still just trying to avoid repentance. This is the main point. He's trying to get away from repentance. And so now finally, this whale comes because God is a God of second chances. He could have allowed him to die. But God sends this whale to swallow him up and to keep him in his whale for three days, in his belly for three days, the whale's belly for three days. Now, a whale's belly is probably... I've never been in a whale's belly. Has anyone been in a whale's belly? I see some hands. Some of you have been in whale's bellies. All right. You can tell me about that sometime. But I would guess that a whale's belly is really dark and really quiet. Not a lot of activity, not a lot of life. And he was in there for three days. Does that remind you of anything? Of anyone being in some place dark and quiet for three days, Inga? Jesus being in the tomb for three days, right? So this is pointing us to that. So he was in there for three days, and finally he repented. He accepted God's invitation to repent, and he repented, and the whale spit him up onto the beach, and finally he went to Nineveh and did what he was told to do and preached the message of repentance. And they repented, the Ninevites repented, and they were forgiven because God is a forgiving God. And now they started doing these things like wearing sackcloth and these other things that we heard. So kind of like when we put our ashes on our forehead last week, that's kind of what that, that's a symbol of, wearing sackcloth, doing penance. So we do all these things because we've repented, and now we're working on our relationship with God. So when we heard from Jesus, this is an evil generation and no sign will be given them. They seek a sign and no sign will be given them. That's a good lesson for us. Sometimes we want to seek for signs. And the, the adults are probably tired of hearing me say this, that it's not a good thing to seek, to seek signs. Instead, Jesus says, there is a, the only sign that will be given them is the sign of Jonah. And there's something greater than Jonah here. And this is the sign that's greater than the sign of Jonah. Is Jesus, after three days in the tomb, after having been sacrificed on the cross, 
then rises from the dead. This is the sign. And that same sign is represented to us here at every Mass. So we can remember this for Lent. The whole thing is about repentance and turning back to God because God is a God of second chances. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful.